You are listening to the Raw Sessions podcast, where we talk about all the things that are a big part of the uni bubble, but are so rarely spoken about with Jesus. Join us as we explore what it means to follow him in today's culture. This session of Raw Sessions is all about who am I when I'm alone? So obviously we're in COVID season. Um, This is not what any of us have expected, I'm pretty sure. Um, And so we thought it'd be a really good idea to just talk about that. There's lots of stuff going around in terms of different content, different churches are doing it um, because we recognize that this is a really different way of life than we're used to. Um, It's a different way of student life than we're used to as well. Um, And also I wanna like preface all of this chat This is the raw session, so we want to bring high challenge about things that we don't usually talk about, but in no way are we trying to bring judgment or guilt or shame on anyone. Um, And so if you do have any questions about that, please chat to us um, either at the end of this or um, in a different conversation. But we just want to get this conversation going so that we can keep discussing it together. Um, And so, yeah, we see in terms of who am I when I'm alone? I think that there's, me and Adam have spotted this a lot and I think you guys will have noticed it as well, the whole dualism aspect of, I guess, people's minds when they're at university. Um, Uni is a place where we figure out who we are, what we're into, what we're passionate about, what kind of things grace on us. So many things are thrown at us, whether it's deadlines, awkward, possibly confrontational conversations with our housemates. And we're trying to figure out um, whether we have faith, and if so, what in? How much time or of my life do I want to dedicate to it? Alongside that, there's so many other hobbies and social situations and relationships that circulate around us that we have to uh, try and figure out how to manage and how to navigate. We resort to separating out the way that we live and even think depending on who we're with and what environment we're in. And I think in that, we often separate out our faith um, from the rest of our lives as well. I'd say I've seen a lot of people accidentally end up kind of putting their faith in a box. So they'll sort of be, they might be going off to church or going off to some sort of Christian community, CU thing or something like that. Um, But that's quite an exclusive thing they do. So if we're honest with ourselves, we might have our friends in this place, in a sports team, in in our houses, in our flats, in wherever we are in in a student context. But we have our church friends who are separate. and we talk a lot about like student mission and evangelism and getting people to church and all that sort of stuff. But um, my reflection would be, if we're honest, quite a lot of people don't actually end up bringing friends to church. And often I, I would say people don't end up asking them or isn't appropriate in the nature of their friendship. Um, and that can be, I think, often because stuff is boxed in quite a bit in terms of this is a separate from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so kind of off the back of what Adam's saying, but um, just in general, I think there's three main ways that we can look at this separation that we do in our lives. So kind of like Adam was saying, there's like sacred versus secular. If you like or don't like that language, that's okay. Um, But I guess our spiritual lives versus our secular lives and that they're separated in some way. So maybe it's that like church is for a Sunday or church is for um, like whatever night the Bible study is on. And then, um, like, whoever you live with, like, whoever you're in society with, whatever nights out you go on, that is completely separate to our church lives and our faith lives. I think that's a a common separation that we all see and we'll all recognise, I think, in our own lives as well, if we're being totally honest. Um, Another separation that we can um, see as well or do is, like, our uni life versus home life. 
which is something that is very apt right now. I know it's like just for me in terms of term time and not term time for my job as well. Um, that might be looking like spiritual or sacred versus secular in terms of your home, your family might not be Christian. So like that might be a difference of you might be more spiritual or you might, um, faith might be more in your life while you're at university, but they're not so much at home. Or that might be the opposite as well. Um, that separation could look like how you treat your family versus your housemates. Maybe you treat one of them better than the other and that's something that we separate out. Um, another way that we do this is with our public versus our private life. Are we different around people versus behind closed doors? Lockdown means that for a lot of us, um, that's moving back home and social interaction is now on Zoom like this, um, or it's through FaceTime or one of the other million different platforms that you can use. Um, a lot of our time is on our own and a lot more than usual. So that's what we wanted to talk about today is how are we spending our time? What are we doing? So that's what I want to ask you guys. Um, if you want to pitch in, you can unmute yourselves, raise your hands, whatever. Um, but I want to ask you, what do you do when you're alone? What do you spend your time doing? Um, whether that's watching, reading, thinking, talking to, what do you do? What have you been doing? I think one of the things that I've thought about a lot in the past before I would say like this period, but definitely in, in the COVID COVID life as well is um, like how I bring God into my like private time is like really important for me. So particularly when I was at uni, um, I used to find that you can uh, go out and you do stuff a lot. Like you'd see friends, you'd go nights out, you do society, you do uni, all that sort of stuff. Um, but you do actually end up spending quite a lot of time by yourself, like in terms of, um, mornings in terms of time at home there's like a really unglamorous side that we don't talk about often where I think that's definitely an area where I think I've seen people perhaps struggle with stuff more if that makes sense when they're kind of by themselves or a bit isolated um, it can be easier to fall into kind of unhealthier rhythms or habits of thought you know through no fault of our own I think that's often kind of something which is quite easy to slip into um, Emmy did you have some thoughts about what kind of examples of that stuff um, there is in, 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 in student culture, would you say? Yeah, I think, um, and, and a lot of this stuff, like specifically has been made evident, I guess in the last term, for me at least, I think it's stuff that we all go through when we're at university. We have friends who are going through the stuff, we're going through the stuff, um, or at least we know of it. Um, it's been put more on my radar than ever. Um, it's like people's relationship with food. We all have a different relationship with food and that is something that, um, is a daily thing because we have to live off it like we we need food we need um, water all that sort of thing um, but we can definitely get into unhealthy habits and even build um, or um, fall into disorders with eating um, that are super unhealthy and destructive that are only um, increased during this time that and, and that's something that we've got to be aware of I think that people often um, like idolize certain body shapes we know that's true um, body shapes body sizes body images and um, people strive to that this time I think is comparisons a huge thing so like Holly you were saying about um, social media being such a thing um, especially now that we just sat scrolling and scrolling and scrolling that's like one of the biggest things that people talk about when they talk about body image is well social media is just really harmful for that um, and I think that's only going to be like, again, increased during this time. We've got to think about um, those unhealthy habits that are formed. Are we binge eating? Are we not eating enough because of this change in rhythm? 
um, I think there's some things that we can fall into specifically. Adam? Yeah, I, I was thinking about as well in terms of um, relationship with, relationship with um, I guess, like um, things like porn and stuff like that from, from thinking about that from not hanging out with people and thinking I'm going to watch this all together. That's often something which people end up kind of falling into those habits when they're alone, when they're kind of struggling for um, connection and people, intimacy with people. Um, and it isn't just a sense of watching porn. It's also, I think, um, other kind of media that we can take in. Um, so I've definitely, and I've talked a bit about, about this before at G2, there's definitely been TV shows that I've watched or video games that I've played by myself that haven't been as healthy for the way I think or the way I interpret stuff. So like the classic example for me was um, the TV show The Witcher that came on Netflix just before Christmas. It was like one of the most watched shows on, on Netflix over the Christmas period. Um, and my wife, Sarah, um, I sort of said to her, oh, do you want to watch it with me? Do you want to watch it with me? And she was like, oh, no, I'm all right. Um, in hindsight, that was a really good decision from her. Uh, there was one episode that she walked in on where um, there, it was, there was two scenes happening at the same time. One which was like this like, ridiculous torture scene and one which is this fight with this like monster demon thing. And it was screaming and shouting and at the same time. And I was like, I was trying to pretend to Sarah this was a great show and it was wholesome and it was fine. And I was like, no, this is actually just dark and this is bad. Um, but definitely there's things like that where I think that can be quite easy for us to kind of fall into it by ourselves. Oh yeah, I can get away with that. That's fine. It's only affecting me. So that's all right. It's not affecting people related to other things. Um, and maybe sometimes there is stuff for which we watch that doesn't affect us and we're robust enough to it. But if we're honest, there is definitely things where when we take it in by ourselves, when we internalize some of that content and messages, it can be quite hard to um, distinguish with that. Um, similarly I think when we're by ourselves one of the big issues is kind of like idleness if that makes sense so I guess it's a bit of that stuff around like the kind of escapism things and what we're spending our time doing um, I love Josh what you were saying about kind of doing guitar and uh, Emmy, I think you mentioned about drawing and painting like those kind of creative outlets um, as opposed to like shifting into like you say we've all been there like my screen time has gone through the roof since in terms of my phone um, since Covid because you just find yourself on it more um, you find yourself like like Holly says in that loop of close Instagram, open Instagram, close messenger, open messenger. Like that's such an easy thing to do, particularly when we're by ourselves more. Particularly when there's that less of that kind of uh, awareness of the people around us, awareness of um, kind of outside of ourselves. It can be really easy to kind of slip into idle ways of thinking and um, and acting. Yeah, um, and a, a final thought from me on just like I guess examples of things that that maybe aren't the same in public or with loads of people as they are in private or with fewer people behind closed doors is gossip. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this was something that was talked about a lot when I was a teenager, but wasn't talked so much when I came to university. And yet it's always threading through because we talk to different people, we meet different people. If anything at university as well, we have different opinions and we meet different people than we ever have before. So obviously we're going to have different opinions, which can easily turn into judgments. Um, and especially because we're making the, some, some of the time better friends than we have before and feel more comfortable with people because of like life circumstances. We feel like it's easier to talk about, even if it's negative stuff. Um, so I think gossip's one that, um, that is something that we kind of always have to address with ourselves of, am I the same in front of a whole room of 50 people um, from different backgrounds, cultures, um, friendship circles, as I am when I'm either on my own thinking about people during social, like scrolling down social media or like with a few friends behind a closed door sort of thing. 
um, that's something that I think does change that um, we've got to be aware of when going into that. And like Adam said, um, with um, he was talking about idleness and sitting and scrolling and all that sort of thing. I guess sin like this, whether you like the word or not, that is the word that's biblical, um, that kind of talks around some of these issues. That is the thing that lures us into, um, into hiding it. it. It tricks us. All these things trick us when we're in it to keep it hidden. It's not good for us and it holds us back from who God's trying to shape us into. And more than that, it holds us back from a relationship with God as well. Um, stuff like this and sin in, in all these different avenues, um, it tricks us into thinking that it's harmless a lot of the time. So I think we catch ourselves being like, oh, it's fine. Like I'm not hurting anyone else. Like, and I'm probably not hurting myself in doing this. That's not true. Like, I think we just get desensitized to it. And in that, um, it starts attracting our attention, our worship and becoming idols in our lives that, um, that is replacing God in a way. Um, so, so I guess like what I'm trying to say around all these examples is that it's not good for us um, and there is more for us than that. Um, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We've got to be aware, especially in the whole COVID-19 lockdown season that we're in, what it is where our weak spots are, what it is that's trying to like vie for our attention, our worship and take our eyes off Jesus. And um, we've got to be aware that like we are targets. We have a massive target on our back in different ways than we did before because we're not around people all the time or because our rhythms are different and we might just be slipping into like pausing or stopping or um, not thinking and not being alert as much. Um, and, so, and so we've really got to be alert to this stuff. Yeah. I think as well, I kind of in in the same breath with that, it's important to say that, um, like, the the Bible speaks often of how God watches over us and how God kind of uh, is our is our ever present help, a, a refuge, shelters us, that sort of thing. Um, so there's almost a, cho- a choice in that in that dualism sense of bringing God into those spaces, into those spaces of kind of uh, quietness and, and and loneliness and isolation. Um, it, in one sense of the word, God like knows what we're up to. Do you know what I mean? Like he sees the desires of our heart. He sees our thoughts and our actions and not in the sense of some creepy like um, surveillance, but in the sense of um, the best father that ever is the father that is like aware of his kids. Like you think about a dad taking his kid to the playground. If he just went on his phone and let his kid fall off and break his arm, that wouldn't be good parenting. But if he's there watchful, ready to catch, ready to hold, ready to help. Um, that's the kind of God that we're worshiping. That's the kind of God that we're following. Um, so there is a, there is both an invitation to deeper freedom in Christ uh, in this, in knowing the Spirit is at home within us, um, and in those places where we can feel tempted, where we can struggle with stuff, where um, habits and rhythms can be hard to to to, to step into. Um, as as like some of you guys were saying, that is such a space that that that, that God wants in on. That's such a space that God wants to teach us about ourselves, about who we are in Him, um, to affirm us in that. It isn't the case that God suddenly leaves the room where we're by ourselves or. Um, he only meets with us when we're with 80 people on a Sunday. Um, he's with us in the in the lonely, dark places, as we've thought about in the last few weeks a bit um, at G2. Um, so kind of alongside the whole dualism thread that we've been talking about, I want to talk about holism, 
Now, this is a part that Adam said that I should take the reins on. Um, that I did do psychology, so this is come out in full force here. She's a lot. She's a lot smarter than me, basically. She, so she, just trust her on this one. It's good. It's good stuff. That's not exactly what I'm saying. Um, but there's this there's this whole um, concept, I guess, of holism or holism. We're not sure how to pronounce it, but we can go with it. Um, so it's this idea that um, that says a whole exists because its parts are intimately connected with one another. Um, so you might have heard of the whole thing of like a whole is a sum of its parts. Well, holism says that a whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Um, so like I said, this this concept exists. Exist different fields that's in physics or in psychology um in faith or i guess in religion it's discussed a lot um and specifically with us in faith as human beings um it's saying that we can relate to many things with holism however through the lens that we're looking at today it says that everything that we think that we consume that we do or that we say all contributes to who we are as a whole and that this whole is greater than just each part as its separate entity if that makes sense does that make sense you guys following along give me a thumbs up <laughs> we love it um so 1 thessalonians five twenty three says now may the god of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. I think this verse points to holism. I think it points to holism in our lives. Um, I think it says that, that yes, every, um, like may our whole spirit, our body um, and our soul be kept blameless. But there are also things that we have to be aware of that, that, that the things um, that are parts, such as the things that we say we do, we consume, we need to turn those all back to one thing so that we are a whole that is greater. Um, in creation, everything good comes from God and God's ultimate intention is for all things to have redemption or salvation through Jesus. So from this, we should make sure that all of our parts, that we do everything um, for the glory of God to point everything back to him and his goodness. There's a quote I love um, in connected to that, which is um, there's of uh, our human existence over all of creation over which uh, Jesus Christ, our sovereign, uh, does not shout, that is mine. Um, I love that as an image for Jesus being like, I'm in all things. I'm over all things. I'm, I want to be a part of every single aspect of who you are as well as what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when we turn all of our parts to him and give him all the glory, our whole self is greater and gives even greater glory to him. So just to look back at some of the examples that we shared earlier, um, to kind of look through what this looks like in, in the concept of holism versus dualism, which is what we so easily fall into in separating different things out. What does it look like for us to use our speech to bring honour and to lift one another up instead of ripping into one, in one another or making negative comments? What does it look like to consider the work that God might want to do, um, want us to do for him in building his kingdom and choose to reflect that in how we spend our time versus sitting and just letting life pass us by? Who is it that we can up to about our sexual sin in order to bring light into it? and to turn further towards Jesus and reflect how he lived. 
how can we understand more of God's true and perfect beauty in us in order to live boldly in the person that he has made us to be instead of being drawn further into comparison and adopting behaviours that are unhealthy or even destructive for us? Let's keep thinking about what this looks like and what, what this stuff that, um, that clouds our minds and fogs us up and turns us away from Jesus. What could this look like if we pointed the parts of our, our lives towards him and to bring him glory so that we're not torn into just being parts and not a whole that is whole in him? That's great. Um, it'd be great to, in a, in a minute, jump into some, some space for you guys to ask questions. Um, and Emmy will explain a bit of that. But I think just before we go into that, it'd be good to give you, just to think a few, a bit about um, how we actually do this. So how that whole example of living a, a whole and, um, and holy life, as Emmy was speaking about. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the stuff that has been coming out with the Church in a Box things the last few weeks at G2. Um, but I, I was talking preparing for this, that those kind of practices of, of the cave, of that kind of, private place and, and quiet place with with jesus um is a real important thing in in kind of changing our mindset in kind of adopting more of what jesus uh, thinks about the word and in, in taking on more of what he said and how he lived um rather than rather than kind of retreating by ourselves and not inviting him into that conversation so there's a real distinction between like that kind of concept of of just just time by yourself which is just fine we're just doing it and time by yourself intentionally seeking after jesus um intentionally saying you know what god i want to hear what you've got to say i want to spend time in your word i want to understand more of what it means to have um your holy spirit making its home um within me and and, and more deeply abiding in me um so there's that kind of value of us almost like retreating with jesus in that um and then as part of that it's both retreating but also in a, in a sense of a going out in a sense of okay how does this affect then how i speak to other people how do i then like emmy said um use social media well how do i particularly this time um how do i speak to people and honor people that i live with that i might be connecting with over over zoom over phone calls over texts um and that kind of idea of the table that we that we looked at last sunday that space of almost taking what you've talked about and thought about in the dark into the light so being able to share community with people where you confess things where you're accountable uh where your friends know what's going on inside of you um it's just just so much of how jesus lived so so much of jesus's pattern of living throughout the gospels is um, it says throughout and time and time again, Jesus retreated by himself. Jesus went away to a quiet place. He found solitary time. Um, and then he, from there, he went out to the crowds. From there, he went on a journey. He spent time with people. Uh, he, he spoke of um, the goodness of God to people. He, he freed people. He healed people, all that sort of stuff. But there's that combination of time by yourself and then going out, retreating, returning, retreating, returning continually. Um, so for us to live a life which, we know more of who we are when we're alone for us to live a life where um, we are becoming more like Jesus. We have to recognize it isn't just found in a retreat space. It is also found in, okay, when I'm around other people, I want to invite them into that journey. I want to be honest about stuff that I'm struggling with, but I also want them to join in and celebrate in the things where, you know what guys, I've absolutely loved getting into my bar, but I've absolutely loved this new song by um, Elevation Worship, all that sort of stuff. It's not just, you know, like, the place that you're by yourself is where you sin because that isn't the truth the truth is it is both yes a place you're tempted but also a place of great victory a place of great discovery of uh, of the things and ways of jesus um in that routine 